In this episode of the podcast, I'm going to be talking about Logan and Logan Noir. Welcome to episode 62 of Geek This. My name's Dave Clements, and as I said, I'm going to be talking about Logan and Logan Noir. Now, um, I'm really hoping that a lot of you are fans of the work that Hugh Jackman has done um, in the past, get this, 17 years. Um, he really, I mean, he changed the way that we look at Wolverine and I won't get into a huge bunch of history here, but if you know anything about comic books, which I assume you do, cause you're listening to this and we talk a lot about comic books, Wolverine was not this six foot something giant of a man. <laughs> he wasn't tall. In fact, he was short. They make fun of his shortness a lot in the comics. And Hugh Jackson, Hugh Jackman, excuse me, brought this new uh, he brought some new life to Wolverine. Wolverine's always been really cool to me personally. Um, you know, going back to the 90s X-Men cartoon. Um, but there's something that Hugh Jackman brought to this character um, that, for me, was perfect, and I can't see anybody else playing Logan um, or Wolverine if they ever reboot. Um, it would be hard. They'd be hard-pressed to, to, to find somebody. Um, so Logan came out in theaters back in March, if my memory serves me right came back in March and um, I could not wait to see it. I saw it opening weekend and um, I teared up watching this movie because this was a 17 year run of him playing this really interesting character who you got to watch grow and experience things and you learn more about the character outside of comic books. And I love that they didn't have to, they didn't stick with everything in comic books when it came to the movies. They really let Hugh Jackman take the reins toward the end. And he got some say so in, you know, what, you know, how how would Wolverine and how would Logan react to this? What would you know be his instinct at this point in time? And I think that's what I loved about this movie. Now, a little bit of backstory. Um, if you haven't seen the movie, I'm gonna spoil some things. It's inevitable, and um, so if you haven't, just stop here. Go watch the movie. Experience this for yourself. Um, I really think you're going to enjoy it. Um, forewarning, it is rated R um, for language, 
graphic violence and there is a small amount of nudity in the movie. Um, so the whole story of this movie takes place in the future. Um, 2023, I can't remember the exact date. I keep forgetting. I've watched it like three times. Um, so it takes place in the future and there are essentially no more mutants for whatever reason. And they don't explain it in the movie. There's just something happened. Um, and so the, you know, Logan is there. Uh, you find out that professor Xavier is being, um, hidden and he's getting old and, um, is having trouble controlling his, um, his abilities to read minds and things like that. And basically he's become a weapon, a living weapon. And they keep him sedated. That, that is Logan and, um, Caliban. They're hiding him and, and planning on, you know, Logan's plan is to save this money, buy a boat and get away from everything. And in the process Logan finds out that there's this girl that was, that is a clone of him. Um, and he reluctantly has to save her and get her to, um, where she's wanting to go, where, you know, um, you know, this sanctuary. So, um, that's, that's the, the short description of the movie. And, um, I think what was cool about this, because I enjoyed the theatrical version. Well, it was shortly announced after the movie came out that there was going to be a black and white, um, edit of the movie. And, um, I've watched it. It's not a director's cut. It's just black and white. And, I'm a sucker for gimmick things, but this isn't a gimmick. Like, it changes the feel of the movie, watching it all in black and white. At least for me, it did. I've seen it in color twice now, and I watched it in black and white recently, and oh my gosh. Like, there, there's the, the emotions are different for me. Like, um,. I don't know. It's an interesting experience and I highly encourage anybody who enjoyed the original to find the noir version, whether you buy it on Blu-ray or you download, you know, the blue or yeah, the digital copy. Um, it's, there's just something different about it, something good. And it doesn't feel like a gimmick. Um, James Mangold, who's the director, um, was talking in the commentary of the noir version. Um, and somebody asked him, I guess, about, you know, would you ever consider doing a noir version where only the blood is colored? And essentially like, you know, a Sin City style cut. And he said, no, because I don't want people to notice that you know that we did 
did something. So black and white was very simple and um, it's, it's really elegant and it's actually my preferred way to watch the movie. Um, it was funny after watching Logan regular a couple times, I watched the black and white version and then went back and um, I think I was watching YouTube and saw some edits, you know, or some cuts from the regular version. I was like, it looks so weird because it's not in black and white. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all that the noir version is. It's, it's just black and white. So, um, if that's your thing, you know, go right ahead. I'm not going to force you obviously. Um, but I, I enjoy it and it's my preferred way to watch it. Um, I think the reason that I enjoyed Logan so much was it was a perfect ending to a character that we've spent time with um, a lot in the past 17 years. I mean, you have multiple X-Men movies. You have three Wolverine-centric movies. Um, Somebody called them the Wolverine Origins series, and I wouldn't go that route given the horror that Wolverine Origins was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've spent so much time with this character and you've seen him, you know, I mean, he's, he will always kind of be this grumpy, jerky, in a bad mood kind of guy. Um, but you see him more in this movie, you start seeing him really embrace the being a hero and especially in this movie being a father and that is really really what got me hooked on this movie and I think why it resonates so much is um you see the reluctance at the beginning and you see him essentially fall in love with this girl that is essentially his daughter I mean it's it's him it's a clone version of him um and you just kind of you you see him literally sacrifice himself for um Laura X23 so it was it's moving it's a moving movie and um there's a lot of philosophical things i guess you could pull from this that's not really something that i do um but as violent as this movie was it was kind of a feel good movie for me because, I mean, I felt like he was kind of the ultimate dad because he was fighting to protect this girl that is part of him. And I relate so much to that because I have two girls of my own and I want to fight like that. You know, I mean, not, yeah, I mean, it'd be cool to have claws and things like that, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it would be, I want to... And I do love my girls so much that I would be willing to fight, physically fight for them if I had to. And uh, it was it was really, really neat. Now, kind of stepping, sidestepping, stepping back, whatever you want to call it. Um, there were some things that it took me a little while to understand because I haven't kept up with all of the X-Men movies. I didn't see 
Apocalypse. Um, I hadn't seen that. Hello. I hear fire trucks. Um, so yeah, you, you don't, um, I lost my train of thoughts. Thank you so much, fire trucks. Um, (laughs) this is terrible. Oh, okay. So I haven't watched all of the X-Men movies and all of that jazz. Um, I didn't watch Apocalypse, so there were some things that um, I still haven't fully understood, and watching Apocalypse is kind of on my list of things to do when I get around to it. Um, uh, But I thought it was interesting how we did such a leap forward to kind of move out of that space from the mainstream X-Men movies and, you know, jump into the future and... They don't explain what happened um, with the other X-Men, other mutants, because um, essentially being a mutant is, I guess, frowned upon. It it always has been. Um, But, I don't know, just kind of... um, I I thought it was interesting that they moved the, the story ahead so much further kind of they were in that world but separate um which is something that i've always enjoyed about these x-men movies they always bring in you know charles to kind of connect things um or um magneto um, eric um they they bring those people in to connect the universes and go okay just so you know you know this is still the same universe and i just i find it interesting um, so yeah, I, 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 I keep fanboying over this movie and, um, I, I've gotten my wife to watch about half of it, um, in one sitting. So hurrah me. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I don't, I don't know what else to say about it other than I'm absolutely in love with this, this, this movie and I'm so glad that it's part of my collection. In fact, I made um, a fan t-shirt. Um, you can buy it, and I'm not trying to sell it. I'm just I'll I'll link it in the show notes so that you can see. It's a whiskey t-shirt because he drinks Fireball whiskey, um, and I didn't pay attention that it was Fireball. I just I knew it was whiskey, and um, so I now I own one of my own designed shirts that is a tribute to Logan. It's called a drink for Logan. Um, and it was cool to watch this movie and then be inspired and, and go back and start learning more about Wolverine and learning more about the character of Logan. And, um, I think if anything, this movie inspired me to go back and find out more about this character that has become even my even more favorite. Does that does that make sense? I mean, I, going back to the '90s, Wolverine was my favorite X Men from the TV show. There's something so cool and you know, BA about him with his claws and, and just how grumpy he was. I loved it as a kid. And then 
You fast forward to 2000 and oh my gosh, Wolverine is in a movie. This is cool. And then you, you keep fast forwarding until it's 17 years, you know, it's 2017. And now we're kind of, this is his swan song. I mean, weird, uh, unless something changes, Hugh Jackman will not don the claws again. And it's sad. It, that's an emotional thing for me as he, he's, one of my favorite characters. So, um, I, I don't want to belabor the point. I, I'm, I probably already have 16 minutes in. Um, but I would love to know what you guys thought of Logan. Um, there are some other podcasts that go into the philosophy and, and things like that of this movie, which we've never really done here. And these reviews are, are much better um, when there's more of us to kind of bounce things off of. So I apologize for that. Um, but please let me know what you guys thought of Logan. Uh, have you seen the noir version? What did you think of that? Did it change the way that you watched it? Do you Are there any other movies, other superhero movies, that you would want to see in a noir style? Um I can't personally think of any, but, um, I don't know. Can, can you think of anything? If so, let me know. I'm going to go ahead and, um, just kind of, kind of let the, let the, the credits go here. Um, well, that's, that's really, that's really sad music. I guess that's what I played at the beginning. Um, so, yeah, anyway, um, I'm, I'm having technical difficulties. You guys get to check this out. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so anyway, um, yeah, that's it for, for this episode. Um, I'm sorry it was short. I'm sorry it wasn't maybe the best thing. Um, but I'm doing the finished, not perfect um, motto that I have learned from um, Mr. Jake Parker. So <laughs> I, I know that sounds like a really crap excuse, um, but I wanted to make sure that you guys got an episode this week, despite not feeling good. Well, that that stopped abruptly. Let's play some more music, right? Um, <laughs> I hope you find this interesting. Um, just shooting off the cuff here. Um, yeah, I don't know what's planned next for the podcast. Um, I do believe David and I are going to um, do a Star Trek Green Lantern crossover episode. If you want to check that out. Also, there's a bad movie review coming up of Roger Corman's Fantastic Four, failed Fantastic Four movie. Um, We're going to scour the internet and find it and watch it and bad movies will return. So um, that does it. Thank you so much for downloading this episode, listening to it um, and listening to me ramble and whatnot. (laughs) Um, you can go to geekthispodcast.com slash 62 that is 62 and find the show notes and also you can connect with us 
on Facebook, facebook.com slash geekthispodcast. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Dave Clements, C-L-E-M-E-N-T-S. Thanks for listening, guys.